And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, yeah, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Hello everyone, I'm Carl Amari and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the tantalizing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's a true crime case on Crime Classics from 1953. But first, Lisa Wolf Dillon is our lyricist for learning the lyrics. Lisa will read popular song lyrics. I'll try to guess the name of the songs while you play along at home, right, Lisa? You've got it, Carl. So you've got it. You've got, got it. it, Carl. I think you've by got George, it. By George, I think he's got I it. I think he's got it. That's my fair lady. By Joe. Yeah, by Joe. So anyhow, we yes. are. <laughs> that's all. Let's do the rest of the show. We with are a, on the with letter a British accent. Oh, that's no, that's no, not, no. not. Um, we are on the letter Bad M, idea. and it's not Mamma Mia. But these okay. are all songs whose title begins with the letter M. All right. Um, I know Mike and I usually make some predictions for this. Mm-hmm. He may be busy um, trying to take care of some things. Actually, so, I think you'll get all of these. I what? do too, if we can get that first song. So, uh, tell me what song we're going to start with here, Mike. The second one. Okay. We're starting with the song. It begins with the letter M. Here are your lyrics. Okay. Concentrate. Yes. L.A. Proved too much for the man. L.A. Proved too much for so the man. So he's leaving. So he's leaving. The life he's come to know. He's like the... He said he's going back to he's find. He said he's going back, back to find. What's left of his world. What's left of his world. The world he left behind not so long ago. Yeah. He's leaving. He's leaving. And that's the next line is is the title uh-huh. said he's going back to find going back to find to a simpler place to a simpler in time fa- place and oh time. yes he is yes he is and I'll be with him mm. I'm leaving I'd rather live in his world the, than mm. live without him mm. in, in my, my world yeah but what's the name his. of it though right it's a great song Can't think of it um. Mm. Going back to find. Going back to find. Simpler place in time. Simpler place in time, right? Mm, right. That he's going, going back, back to, to find. find. Going back to find. Going back to find. I can't give him the Simpler tune. Just giving him the words. In time. He's leaving. He's leaving. Next line, right there. Where's he going, Carl? On a midnight train to Georgia. That's where he's but headed. But is not start with an M. It's called Midnight, midnight train. train to oh, Georgia. God. Okay. <laughs> On a midnight That's train Gladys to Night, Georgia. Gladys Knight, 1973. 
much for the man. So he's living life. He's come to know. He's come to know. This is who? Gladys Knight and the Pips. Gladys Knight and the Pips. I was one of the Pips. I thought I was the you were in Gladys Knight? I was the shortest of the pips. <laughs> well, that's not surprising. <laughs> so long ago. I got this. I can't believe I got this song. All right. Well, great job. It's a great song. I, it's a, it's a classic. I mean, I only picked the good stuff. All right. So far, so good. We're going to wow, go to the I next M song. This is a bit of a wild card, I'll call it, mm-hmm. the next song. Um, so... This is, all right, I won't give you any clues. Let's just go right into the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I was working in the lab. I was working in the lab late one, one night, night. Mm-hmm, when my eyes beheld an eerie, an eerie sight. sight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need more? For my monster from his slab began to rise. Yes. And suddenly, to my surprise, to my surprise, what happened, Carl? I did the mash. I did the monster. There mash. it is. I was working in my... Now it's uh, Boris Karloff. Oh, Boris Karloff. Oh, I was Pickett. working in the night. eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, I did the mash. I did the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It did the monster mash. He did the monster match from my laboratory in the castle This guy really sounded a lot like Boris. He did a he sounded a lot like Boris Karloff. I don't think that was coincidence. Yeah. I know. All right. Well, that was great. He did the match. I I think you're going to get the third one too. Now, I don't want you to complain. That Prevagen works, man. I'm going to tell you in advance. I want no complaints about the first song. Okay. I will just let you know Mark, that he tends to complain when the songs are on the slow side. I don't like this slow is a style. classic, and he knows it, so let's go with it. I don't like slow songs. I know. Here we go. It's slow. Uh-huh. I remember all my life, raining down as cold as ice, shadows of a man, a face through a window, crying in the night. The night goes in to morning just another day. You know this, Carl. Happy people pass my way. Looking in their eyes, I see a memory. I never realized how happy you I made me. I probably never even heard right here, this listen. song. How happy you made me. Oh. Mandy. Yes. Bingo. What? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Provagen, man. Told you you'd get all of these. <laughs> Raining down as cold as ice. Very mental. Here's the word. Shadows of a man. Face through a window, crying all the time. The night goes in. The night goes in. Just another day. See, your passionate side's coming out. People pass my way. Looking in their eyes. I see a memory. I never realized. You made me go mad. Sing it, Carl. You came and you came without taking, but I sent you away. If Barry's listening, give us a call. Carl's willing to tour with you. And you need you today. Oh, 
Why did he send her away if he needs her? Don't send her away if you need her. Oh, Mandy. Oh, Mandy. Oh. Standing on the edge of time. Walked away when love, love was blind. Well, great job, Carl. Very impressive. Hey, man. Thank you showing off Proud for you, Mark, you. because oh. he never gets three right. Proud so you. I'm impressed. This is a big night. And one little trivia thing I can't resist throwing in is that song was originally called Brandy. Yes, ah, I've mentioned yes. that before. It was Brandy. And, uh, and Clive Davis. That's uh, right. Who, who really... Discovered I could use some yeah. brandy working with Lisa for 16 some years. Brandy? <laughs> I've got some Roma brandy. wine for you right there under you the go. desk here. All right, when we come back, <laughs> Good job, Carl. Classics. Thanks, Lisa, Mike, and Mark. We'll be back with Crime Classics after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And I'm back. All right, we're back. It's Hollywood 360 time. We have a true crime story on Crime Classics for you. This was a docudrama. Came to CBS in June of 1953. Lasted about a year. It was created, produced, and directed by the great Elliot Lewis. They called him Mr. Radio. And uh, these were true crime stories uh, examining crimes and murders throughout history, all the way back to, like, Caesar, you know, and all the way to the present time, it grew out of Lewis's personal interest in famous murder cases and took a documentary-like approach to the subject. Uh, Lou Merrill played our host, Thomas Highland, and it was great. This is If a Body Need a Body, Just Call Burke and Hare, December 2nd, 1953. Here's part one now of Crime Classics. Good evening. This is Crime Classics. I am Thomas Highland with another true story of crime. Listen. That's the way a room sounds. A particular room in a narrow street in Edinburgh, Scotland. Someplace on the wall there was a drip. When the room was still, when there was a lodger in it, asleep, that was the sound. But listen again. That's the way it sounded when it rained, because the room was just below gutter level, and the rainwater rushed by the room's only window. Many lodgers caught cold in this room. They were lucky. Many other lodgers wound up on a dissecting table. They were murdered. By Mr. Burke, who smothered. By Mr. Hare, who held. So tonight, my report to you, if a body need a body, just call Burke and Hare. Crime Classics. A series of true crime stories from the records and newspapers of every land, from every time. Your host each week, Mr. Thomas Highland, connoisseur of crime, student of violence, and teller of murders. Now, once again, Mr. Thomas Highland. Edinburgh in 1826. A city famous for lassies, laddies, people coming through the rye, scotch, kilties, and medical schools. It is this last I'd like to speak a word about. Now, when a student entered medical school, he studied anatomy right off. No Roman in the gloaming. Enter school, cut up a cadaver. Except there weren't enough cadavers. Executed criminals were the only legitimate source of supply. Therefore, a new occupation sprang up and flourished. Grave snatching piecework in corpses, 
rob a grave of its contents and sell it to science. Yet, the supply didn't meet the demand. So, as in every profession, there were those who looked for shortcuts. Burke and Hare came up with one. They owned that room I told you about. A room in Tanner's Close. I'm tired of waiting for him to die, Burke. Go look at him. Yes. I can't tell whether he's breathing or not. The old man's so skinny, so sick. Here if his heart beats. It beats. Such a skinny man. Such a sick, skinny man. Such a sick, skinny old man. And he will not die. Burke. I. The other who sought lodging here and who died brought us eight pounds. Aye. This one? Aye. He's older than the last. Dr. Knox will not be happy of him. However, we should not accept less than eight pounds. Aye. Hair. Is there more whiskey hair? Nor food. Oh. Nothing. Nothing save an old, sick, skinny man who takes space and will not die. It's so cold here. Oh, oh, my hands be numb. Whiskey would warm them from the fingertips. From the fingertips... Hair. Aye? Hair. Say it, man. If this old man were to die this minute... If we were to stuff him in the tea chest this minute... And walk with him to the anatomy laboratory of Dr. Knox... And Dr. Knox pays upon delivery... We would have whiskey in a half hour from now. That is, if this old man were to die this minute. But that would be murder. It would. Have you ever done a thing like that? No, 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 no. Such an old man. To lie sick. To suffer in a cold room. Wet room. No family to give him comfort. Ah, poor old man. Burke. I. To kill him would be to bruise him. Dr. Knox perhaps would not accept a corpse unprettied by bruises. However... What? However, if I... If I put my hand over his nose and mouth like this... Jamie, it's such a time like... Oh, such a time to come. He's gone. Hold his feet here so he'll not kick. Aye, lad, like that. Is he dead? I'll listen to his heart. Is he dead? Is he dead? Is he dead? Is he dead? Dead. You have called me from my lecturing, gentlemen. To insist upon it, I, I suggest... Enough words, Dr. Knox. Take a look. Hmm? Now, was it worth calling you away for, Doctor? A half hour dead, I'd say. Less, wouldn't you say, Hare? Oh, I'd say it was worth more than eight pounds. Fine specimen. Fresh. Ten pounds. I'm not a quibbler, gentlemen. As a matter of fact, I'm on record as saying that quibbling is a... The lecture's of... in the other room, Doctor. 
Uh, just give us the tenor. Certainly. Here. Thank you. Mm. Two bodies in a week, gentlemen. Basis for an acquaintanceship, do you know, think? Therefore, if I might make a suggestion. Suggest away. Two bodies in a week, both male. My students, when they will become physicians, will be called upon to administer to both sexes. Therefore, you want a lady. Good day, gentlemen. I must back to my students. Dr. Knox had more students than anybody. He was much admired in the city of Edinburgh, a man of culture and wit and an excellent surgeon. A democratic man, he got along as well with the aristocracy of the city as with its murderers. The proof? Ain't that Dr. Knox a nice gent, hey? A ruggy-boo, a danny man. <laughs> proof, as furnished by Burke and Hare. Two fellows with ten, uh, less what they paid for a bottle. He said he wanted a lady. Have a drink. Aye. A real ruggy-boo, that Dr. Knox. Have a drink. And arm in arm, they walked through the slums of Edinburgh. And they looked fine against this background. Rags and bones and cat skin and human hair and cast off shoes. Trinkets! Fish heads! Trinkets and fish heads. Secondhand goods pervade to people who were dying the instant they were born. Stalls of tatters, shops of fragments and shame, alleys and filth, ten years old. And through it, Chameleons, Burke and Hare. Have a drink, Mr. Hare. <laughs> Have a drink. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, lad. Have a drink. Who knew? Here's a coin, lad. Thank you. You got a song I can sing for you? Oh, have a drink, lad. Oh, no, sir, Mr. Burke. Oh, no, sir, Mr. Burke. <laughs> like an angel, he says it. <laughs> angel with cheek like down between my fingers. Have a drink. No, sir. No, you run, give the coin to your mother, boy. Funky. Come along, Hare. I... Uh, I was saying, Hare... About Dr. Knox, you were saying. I... What his lack was... What he said he's needing. Have a drink. Hey, there's no more in it here. <laughs> Ain't me wanting a drink. Aye, there's a place. Aye. Aye, aye, barman. A bottle of your finest. Aye, that's the word, barman. The finest. The finest for Burke and Hare. <laughs> uh, have a drink, Mr. Hay. Uh, yeah. mm. uh, uh, have a drink, Burke. Hey, Billy Burke! 
Mary, Mary, Mary. A lady. Such as ladies are in this corner of Edinburgh here. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing. Tell me a one so I can do a laughing too. A fable, Mary. Pretty Mary. Bonnie Mary. And not for your ears. And what of my ears? Oh, dainty and little pearl shell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> give us a kiss. Uh, give us a copper. Good, Mary. Have a copper, Mary. Give us a kiss, Mary. Uh, a bargain's a bargain. Ain't it? Such pretty shoulders on you. What'd you say? Uh, such pretty shoulders. Uh, you're a darling. Now, is it true Mary was painted by an artist? Uh, true. A dolly lad with a beard. A tickling beard. Hi, <laughs> Mary. A kiss a copper. You need lodgings tonight, Mary. Aye. One more copper and I can pay for it. Oh, I got a clean room, a lodgings room. Next to my cobbling shop, I got one. Aye, I've heard. And, f- and from the looks of your shoes, Mary, you could stand some cobbling. Uh, with what money? For free. Now, ain't them pretty words, Mary? For free. Oh. <laughs> for free. Cobbling for your pretty feeties. And, 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 and a clean bed. Now, come along, Mary. What trick? Come along, Mary. Is it a trick? Now, come along, Mary. You wouldn't have played a trick, would you? <laughs> you just come along. Oh, very well. Burke and Hare and Mary Patterson went to the room under the gutter, and Mary took off her shoes to cobble. (laughs) And she lay down in bed to sleep. Ah, she was very beautiful. You are listening to Crime Classics and your host, Thomas Hyland. You said she sounded really beautiful. She didn't sound so beautiful to me. Uh, I wasn't enjoying that sound. She was like, hey, <laughs> hey, Mary, what do you say? I'm going to take my feetsies off and put them here. Did you that hear her? Sounded exactly like that, yeah. She that didn't was sound perfect. so beautiful to me. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I was like I, not I was, exactly yeah. thinking. She wouldn't make the American Idol. I wasn't but. thinking beauty, you know? Right. Maybe you need to expand your, your horizons. Girl. If a body need a body, just call Burke and Hare on Crime Classics. More after this. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. 
Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. All right, before we get back to crime classics, I want to remind all our listeners about Mies Meals. I'm telling you, folks, you need to try Mies Meals. You will not be sorry. You will be very happy. And your tummy will be happy, too. And so will your taste buds be happy. That's right, a lot of happiness. Right, Mike Bubble Bath Costella? Mike loves yes, Mies Meals. He's like, man, let me order my Mies Meals. Well, I'm Every sold. Season. I'm yeah. sold. Oh, Mark's, Mark's going to try it. And uh, Lisa and I and Mike have been getting it for over a year. We love it. And um, every single week, there's about 10 or 15 different items you can order. And what I love the most, besides the taste of Mies Meals and how easy it is to make the Mies Meals, is the variety. And it's a lot of things that you would never even think of to make. That's that's one of the things that they do so well. You go to their website, you look at all the things, you're like, oh, man, like, I got chicken fajitas, but with a twist to it, right? Right. I, you know, I appreciate, you know, it's that age old question, what's for dinner? Yeah. And this is your answer sure. to what's for dinner. And I also don't love going to the grocery store. So, you know, what's for dinner? It's all delivered to me. All of the ingredients, they're all fresh and cleaned and washed and chopped and measured and just ready for me to put in the oven or put on my stove, whatever it takes. And I follow the recipe step by step and I have a gourmet meal. Yeah. And that is easy and delicious. Yeah. It makes mealtime fun because you mm-hmm. get to make it. You get this really easy little um, recipe card. Yeah. Recipe card. Just follow it. Super easy. 20 minutes, it's on your table, and, you're, and your whole family is loving you and loving the meal. Well, I hope they love me anyways. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Mies Meals, they're fantastic. M-E-E-Z Meals.com. And you know what, folks? As I said earlier, all of our sponsors are very generous, and they want our listeners, uh, you out there in Radio Land, to try Mies Meals. And when you do, you get 50% off the first time you order. So don't miss out on that. First time order, 50% off by using the promo code CARL at checkout. So do that. Mies, M-E-E-Z meals.com. We're listening to crime classics. These are all true crime cases, and they dramatize them so well. Lou Merrill, who did a lot of work with Arch Obler. Arch Obler, he was probably Arch Obler's Arch Obler's favorite actor. He was on so many of the Lights Out episodes. Lou Merrill had this great, interesting voice, and he played Thomas Highland on all of these episodes on this series produced by the great Elliot Lewis. This is If a Body Need a Body, Just Call Burke and Hare. Burke and Hare were kind of famous um, murderers. They're almost, they were serial killers, really. Um, so we're listening to this. And it's from December 2nd, 1953. Here's the conclusion. And now once again, Thomas Highland and the second act of Crime Classics. And his report to you on If a Body Need a Body, Just Call Burke and Hare. In the winter of 1826, Edinburgh was a talk again about the latest appearance of the Loch Ness Monster. And speaking of lochs, 
Edinburgh was also a talk about the Loch Fenwick Imbroglio, whereby Sir Angus McDermott was stripped of his tartan and forced to flee with his six sons to the Netherlands, where they were received with snickers by the populace. Having been thus rocked, Edinburgh was little prepared for what was in store. For in Tanner's Close, a street that spilled into a pigsty, there lived two men. As sure as my name is Billy Burke, she's a pretty. And Billy Burke's friend, Billy Hare. Aye, and a bonny sleeper. Aye. Hold, hold her. Is she dead? Is she dead? Aye. Is she dead? I said I. Tell me, is she dead? What's gotten to your man? And such a bonny sleeper. So. Why must I slap you so, man? Tell me a thing, Burke. Aye. That pretty thing. Is she dead? I said it. Now what's gotten to you? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Didn't you feel the slaps, man? Oh. What is it? She be dead. Aye, she'll fetch 20 pounds in the dead market. Aye. Now give us a hand. What? What did you do to her? Hair! Billy, hair, what? Hair! The thing you did to her. Then... Then... You remember, that's the gutter right above the only window in the room. Then... Carrying her in this rain. Let's wait a bit. Maybe it'll stop. And they sat there, the two of them, their presence making complete the nightmare scene. The room of moistened shadows, of a girl dead, of a heaping of rags in the corner clothes of two others who had died there. And outside, the thin yelping. And outside, the thin hand still outstretched. I need out of here, Burke. I... I need out of here, Burke. Fetch the tea chest. I need out of here, Burke. Aye. Aye, lad. that you invited me for tea, Dr. Knox. A ritual, sir. 
to all who come to me to learn. I, um, I like to get to know my young doctors. <laughs> no doctor yet. Uh, but as good as one. It is said from London north to here, in all of the cities, there is no greater teacher in the field of anatomical study than you, sir. I see that. Wherever doctors gather, <laughs> those who have studied with you are assured of a future. Uh, uh, hold your thought, young man. I'll return in a moment. Who is it? How close your lamp, Dr. Knox. Quick, man, who is it? Bert, Birkenhayer. And a teacher. Oh, inside. Quickly. Eh? Well, what have you? You made a suggest the last time we were here to deliver, Doctor. Well, well. Show him. Aye. How close your lamp when you look what we brought you. Ah, good. Good? Twenty pounds good? That good? Yeah. Twenty pounds. Here. Anki. What? What's the matter, Doctor? Why is her hand clenched so tightly? Why, I, I'm sure, sir, that... Well, let's have a look. Yeah. Let's un tighten. There. Oh. Two coppers. I wonder. You wonder what, Doctor? Such a pretty she is. Why to be clenching so tight to two coppers in her hand? Why, I wonder that too. Oh, yes, so do I. I have a guest. Good evening, gentlemen. Now, young sir, I believe you're holding a thought. What is it? Eventually, it stopped raining, and life went on in the alleys of Edinburgh, and over the counters and stalls, the second-hand things were bartered for, became necessities for a time, and were bartered again. And from these alleys... Sixteen people known disappeared. Sixteen people to whom death, too, was somehow secondhand, having known dying every day of their existence. One of them... Twenty pounds lie Give the boy a copper, Mr. Hare. Aye. Here, catch. Anki. <laughs> now... Come along and I'll cobble you a pair of shoes, lad. Oh, I, I, I don't... Uh... Oh, for free, lad. For free. Funky, funky. And two days later, around the corner and down the street and up a hall and through a gate and up a walk and through a door. Now, if you'll come closer, young doctors, you will see how an incision from the umbilicus to this point... The sternum, then laterally uh, Dr. To... Knox. A moment, please, sir, and I'll answer your question. Such an incision made with... Uh, Dr. Knox. Oh, such insistence. Very well. Not very well at all, however. I I'm sure this boy has been murdered. Murdered? Two nights ago, I saw this boy. He was singing a song in Tanner's Close. Tanner's Close? 
That garbage scowl? This boy is known as Jamie. I know, for I spoke with him. And he sang a song for me. And he was well. And, sir? Aye? There is a bruise here. Come, close here. At his throat. Surely that is a bruise. Young sir, what are you after? So much talk of how bodies are obtained for dissection. Therefore... Young sir, what are you after? Surely you would not condone murder as a source of supply. Young sir, you have not answered my question. When I have asked you, what are you after? I mean, is it to become a physician? Yes, sir. And a healer? Yes, sir. And knowledgeable in your profession? Yes, sir. Then admit, sir, that the study of the human body is a prime requisite. Of course. Return to your place, sir. Yes, sir. The incision I now make from the umbilicus toward this point on the sternum and thence laterally. Rags, bones, feathers. Hey, lady, lady, now. You want to buy rags, bones, feathers? You want what? to sell. And what to sell? Come see. Where? I've got a place. Rags. A big bag full. I'll come to look. Then come. Come. A bit. Grip! Grip! This be my son-in-law, gents. Mind the stall, Grey. I'll go with these gents to buy. Feathers! Rags! Bones! Hats! Hems! Where be this place? In Tanner's Close, near the end. Near the pigsty? Aye. Oh, love me. How can you live there? Some say it is difficult, Granny. Come, come. Open! Open! <coughs> Granny! Mimsy! Granny! Oh, no, no. What is she? Uh, who do you speak of, son? My Mimsy. Who be you? I'm Grey, Mimsy's son-in-law. Mimsy, who you took last night. Ah. Who you took last night to Celtic. She didn't return. All the night long awaited. Why, lad? Why? Where is she? She's gone. I gone. To, to where did my Mimsy go? Gentle lad, gentle. Away with your hand. Such a big lad, such a big... What's that? Now, lad, now. Mimsy Shoal. A mistake, lad. Mimsy Shoal. And here, the shirt of her. And blood. Now, gentle lad, uh, now here, uh, take a fiver and... Blood, and take... blood. All these rags. Mimsy! Hold him back, I'll get me a knife. Here's Mimsy. Uh, Under the rags is Mimsy. Police! The boy finally got himself understood by the police. They came then to Tanner's Close and found Mimsy. Then they found Burke and Hare. Then they were asked if they had anything to do with Mimsy's death. I done it. And to 17 others? 
Just like that. Confessed. For some reason that history makes obscure or just doesn't like to talk about, Hare was let free. Burke, however, suffered the last penalty of the law. He was brought to the gibbet, his heart pounding. The rope was placed about his neck. And his body was delivered to Dr. Monroe's academy, where it was dissected by young sirs on their way to becoming doctors. And Dr. Knox, Dr. Knox, buyer of murdered men, he fled from scandal and disappeared. But one source has it that he was seen some ten years later walking the narrow street in Edinburgh called Tanner's Close, walking northward toward the pigsty. In just a moment, Thomas Highland will tell you about next week's crime classic. Burke and Hare, tonight's crime classic, was adapted from the original court reports and newspaper accounts by Morton Fine and David Friedkin. The music was composed and conducted by Bernard Herman, and the program is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. Thomas Highland is portrayed on radio by Lou Merrill. In tonight's story, Jack Crucian was heard as Mr. Burke, and Jay Novello as Mr. Hare. Featured in tonight's cast were William Johnstone, Jeanette Nolan, Charles Davis, Betty Harford, and Richard Peel. Bob Lamont speaking. And here again is Thomas Highland. Next week, Washington, D.C., on the night of April 14th, 1865. My report to you will be on the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Thank you. Good night. CBS Radio's 21st Precinct has moved to a new neighborhood. Follow the exciting work of Captain Kennelly and his 21st Precinct every Friday night on most of these same stations starting this Friday. Don't miss the gripping case of the LD number 80, revealing a great human story behind an elderly man's application for a gun permit on this Friday's 21st Precinct program. America listens most to the CBS Radio Network. You know, Crime Classics was unlike any other show. It was so cool. I mean, it was a docudrama, but it was so real. And the music by Bernard Herman. You know, that's who did the music on this, Mark. Bernard Her- Incredible. Herman. Incredible. And it was all the music was from the period. You know, like... They said, okay, Burke and Hare, that was like, you know, whatever, 1800s. So he'll only use instruments that were available at that time. I mean, this all the little fine attention to detail on this series really came through. And um, I have about, I think I have all of these episodes. I think I have about 50 episodes. And they're just fantastic. This is December 2nd, 1953. If a body need a body, just call Burke and Hare. Lou Merrill as the uh, host before we uh, close out the show in a few minutes here, I do want to, I just want to mention one more time, my good friend, Mark Cabanis, Hollywood 360 correspondent and author. He has a new book out. You don't want to miss it. We've been talking about it all, all show. 
Miracle of the Music Man, the classic American story of Meredith Wilson. And I got to tell you, I learned a lot about Meredith Wilson tonight. Great. And I, um, I mean, of course, I always, you know, respected him, and he was the conductor on a lot of these radio shows, including Burns and Allen. I didn't realize the body of work that he did. I mean, just incredible. And it's amazing. You, chron- you uh, chronicled it in this fantastic book with amazing photographs, too. So best of luck to you, Mark. And folks out there in Radio Land, you'd love this book. I'm telling you, go to Amazon. Miracle of the Music Man, the classic American story of Meredith Wilson by Mark Cabanis, with a foreword by Rupert Holmes. Yes. And um, you can hear Mark reading it at Audible if you want to check that out, too. And there's a Kindle as well, right? Absolutely. All right, so Thank check you, that out, folks. Thank you. All right, uh, good to see you, Mark. You too, and you too, Lisa. And when you fly back to Nashville, try to rest your arms when you get home. <laughs> I you will. Because it's a long flight to be flying exactly. all there, you know? This has been fantastic. <laughs> I always love being here, you guys. It's great having you. All right, time for this month in music history, Lisa. All right, well, we have one more song that celebrates the miracle of the music man and the expert on Meredith Wilson sitting right next to me, Mark Cannabis. This is the song from the music man. 76 trombones. The great Robert Preston. Right, this is the 57 music He's great, Robert Preston. Oh, yeah. A B-grade film actor before he took this role on, mm-hmm. and totally unexpected. Was it totally band roll on? I'm sorry? Was it band roll on? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it must be 12.55 a.m. Exactly. I love it. Very I love slap it. happy around this time. It's getting late. Things very go slap awry. Happy around this time. <laughs> but Preston proved this role could be done. Yeah. And it took him to do it first. Yeah. And what a song. It's oh. great. John Philip Sousa inspired, obviously, because Meredith yeah. played first flute and piccolo for Sousa in his band. So this is a bit of an homage to John Philip Sousa. The man who knows everything about Meredith Wilson right here, Marty Cabanis. <laughs> the expert sits right next to me here. All right. We're going to move it. We're going to throw it to Mike Bubblebath Costella. We'll be right back. 76 More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. The microphone working? Are we, are we working now? We're working now. All right. Next week, the Bickersons, Tales of the Texas Rangers, Mr. Keen, Tracer of Lost Persons, Dragnet, and Story of Dr. Kildare. We'll see you next week. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Wayshowers who will help your journey a lot easier.